Hello, my friends, and welcome. Welcome to another episode of the OptiCast. I'm Christian Wolcott, Senior Consultant with Optima Associates, and welcome to this episode entitled The Power of Two Seconds. So, like many of you, uh, I have been thinking an awful lot about work practices. And more recently, in the last few weeks, the whole conversation, the whole new terminology has been introduced to us as a culture, uh, actually as a global culture, this idea of being essential versus non-essential workers. And I'll share with you uh, my disdain for finding out that I'm a non-essential worker. But in that, in that conversation, in those terms, it kicked off some thinking. Some thinking on my part about how quickly essential and non-essential aligns with the lean world and everything to do with continuous improvement, specifically value add and non-value add. Now, I'm not suggesting that non-essential people are non-value added, but there's a parallel there about things that are needed versus things that aren't needed. And in that, I just was, I've been grinding away on this for days on days, really looking forward to this particular cast to share with you some ideas and more importantly, a guest coming up here. So right now, we, we, one of the major challenges we have is our ability to recognize what is essential versus non-essential in our work, whether we're at home, still at home, some of us are still at home, and some of us are back to our regular lines of work. Can we see those opportunities for us to improve? And then further, when I was just kind of thinking and mulling through this, I recognized even saying the words non-essential, just saying the words takes two seconds. Try it out. Non-essential. There we go. Two seconds. So the question comes, what can we do with that? What can we do with that? And the more I thought of this, try, trying to put together some thoughts around this, the more I thought, you know what? We have in our world people, specifically a person who has expertise in this. Someone that I'm so happy and so pleased to be bringing to all of our listeners here on the OptiCast. An independent businessman, you know him, he's the owner of FastCap out in Bellingham, Washington. He is a YouTube channel star with, I think, well over 100 videos and an author of at least three different books, specifically in mind here today, Two Second Lean. Today we have joining us Mr. Paul Akers. Welcome, Paul. So, Thank you, Christian. I appreciate that very much. I think that was very funny. You said well over 100 videos. Well, there are. Uh, thousands of videos. <laughs> there are thousands. There are literally thousands of videos. Fantastic. So, Paul, what, maybe just to kind of start out here, what's going on in your immediate world? What's going on at FastCap these days with, you know, the, you know, the world's been kind of upside down, kind of rolled over here just a bit. Tell us about just kind of where you're at today, and then I want to jump into what can we do with two seconds. Well, you know, Christian, I get asked that question a lot, and people are not going to like my answer because you're going to go, what? You're going to say, well, what is FastCap like today? FastCap is basically no different today than it was pre-coronavirus. And the okay. reason why is we were doing the right things prior to the virus ah. so that when a quote-unquote crisis occurs, that our people and all the work and diligence and all the improvements that they made prior to that was, was very easy for them to transition to being a normal 
company and producing our orders and taking care of our customers. Okay. So specifically, I'm going to tell you an interesting story that happened. So we study history every day at our company. Yeah. And yeah. one of the stories that we study, one of the historical lessons was the story of Ernest Shackleton and the, and the endurance that went to Antarctica, got stuck for over two years there. That's a great and story. Yes. When the coronavirus came and everything seemed to be going into crisis mode, our, our, I, it's incredible. I went to Antarctica and I actually charted the, oh. the, the route that Shackleton went on. So I know firsthand what he experienced. A little, no, no, no. I know a little bit of what he experienced. Excuse me, let me retract all those words. I know a tiny bit of what he did. <laughs> the bottom line is when the crisis happened, how did my people respond? As we're the crew of the Shackleton, we're the men of the Shackleton. Mm. We will endure, mm -hmm. we will find a way come hell or high water. So our habit, the point that I'm trying to get here, sure. is our habit of studying history, which has nothing to do with making innovative woodworking products, supported the mentality it needed to effectively get through this crisis. And that is the mode that our people went into. Or if we hadn't studied that, they wouldn't have that historical basis. Ah. So things are very normal by comparison at FastCap to most companies. We're producing orders every day. Things are going out the door. Nobody's wearing any face masks. We're, we're, we're interacting with people in an appropriate way. We're, we're okay. careful. We do the social okay. distancing. People are careful who they get exposed to outside of work. But things are very, very smooth as opposed to the chaos that's happening in so many companies. Actually, that's a fantastic story. Um, and that's, again, a reliance. Uh, you've established a habit, a routine. Um, I know that if, if, for those of you listeners who are not out there, if you have not seen uh, the YouTube video of Paul and, and FastCap's daily meeting, the daily huddle meeting, it, it, is, it, is, it is a seminal watch. If you were looking for ways to kind of juice up or start your daily management system and practice, I'm gonna point you to that video, which is available on YouTube. Guys, I've been using that for years with a number of my clients who have an interest in, again, getting into a habit, whether it's learning, right. whether it's discovering something external to work, like you mentioned, or something internal to work, about the work. When do we talk with us? When do we build our teams? When do we invest in us internally? So in your case, this is something that really doesn't disrupt the apple cart too much right. because of your routine, your cadence. You hit on the word, Christian. You used the word discover. So what's happened is, is the daily routine that, 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 that you're talking about, that people should watch, that yes. was a discovery routine, a daily discovery routine to discover other great leaders, whether it be Winston Churchill, Ernest Shackleton, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, it doesn't matter. We study these historical principles. So we discover their way of thinking. So when we had to go into a different mode because of coronavirus, our people were very predisposed to discovering uh, yeah. ways around it. They weren't yeah. like, oh crap, what do we do now? We right. have 50 thinkers. We yeah. have 50 people who are looking at the situation saying, oh, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. They weren't <laughs> paralyzed. They weren't lemmings running to the end of the cliff. Well, everybody's going that way. We must be going that way. Our people did just the opposite. We're going the other way. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Right. We don't want people to be paralyzed when problems, whether they're outside of the business or inside the business, when they come on the scene, when those things occur, that we're not locked into a paralysis, that we're just kind of standing and going, well, what do we do? 
okay? Lean thinking, Kaizen mindedness is something that creates flexibility. It creates flexibility for you and your team, but it's also something that we can instill in practice for all the other organizations that are out here looking to make things better. Extreme flexibility. So we've talked already about routine, a kata. Yes, yes. We talked about the concept of discovering, creating a culture of discovery as well. And these are, these are very, very important concepts. Okay, so how long is this, uh, how long is the, you know, the idea of two seconds, finding two seconds worthy of, of improvements, how long has that been around in, in your company at FastCap? When did that start? Uh, well over 15 years ago, I would guess, somewhere, well, maybe not quite 15 years ago. I can't tell you the exact date. I can remember the exact sure. moment it happened. I remember oh. that like yesterday. That, okay, that could, could you share that with us? What, like, what was the trigger point? Was it, was it you? Was it a, a particular issue? Tell us that story, please. Okay, so when we first, again, our story is really simple. We learned continuous improvement back in about 2000. Yeah. We went from 2000 to 2005 and screwed it all up and everything I did was wrong and I screwed it all up. <laughs> I basically pointed out, say, go do lean, go do lean, go do lean. I came back from Japan. You know, I mm -hmm. teach in Japan. I teach yes. I take, uh, Japan study missions there. Yes. Uh, five, six groups a year, trained over 500 leaders from around the world. So I went to Japan a second time. I went in 2000 and I went in 2005 and I was trying to figure out what I was doing wrong. As most people are always trying to figure out what they're doing wrong. How come it doesn't stick? And I went there and learned this concept that, that the most important thing for Toyota was teaching and training their people, developing their people, and building a culture of continuous improvement. It wasn't the next yes. engineering feed. It wasn't the next sales program. Right. It wasn't the next technology deployment. It wasn't the next hybrid. It wasn't the next engineering feed. It was none of that. The vice president Alexis told me it was teaching and training your people and developing a culture of continuous improvement. Yes. So that was what I was doing wrong. I came back and I started developing my people. Now, the answer, you asked me the question, when yes. did two-second lean come about? So yeah. what happened was we started a morning meeting. I saw what Toyota was doing. I saw what tier one and tier two suppliers were doing. They were mm -hmm. deliberately 3Sing every day. Then they did a short morning meeting, and then they went to work. And the key is, and then they went to work. So we began that process, Christian. Okay. We began that process. But then I realized that sometimes people in different departments would get stuck. They didn't know what the 3S. They didn't know what could possibly be improved. Yes, so yes. then I added my next component to make this developing people work, and that was the morning, uh, the morning Gemba walk. Yes. So I, during the 3S period time, would walk around every department every morning. Everybody was cleaning, sorting, sweeping, standing up, and saying, hey, Tyler, do you have a problem? Hey, Austin, can I help you with this? Hey, Mary, hey, Martha, can I help you with this? What are you having problems with? They go, well, I really don't know what to do. And then I'd see something and I'd point it out and say, what about doing that? They go, oh yeah, I never thought about that. And they would go, that was my routine to walk around and help and support people, which is the role of the yes. CEO. The yes. role of the CEO is not to be in the office charting the vision, it's to walk around and support the people in their Kaizen activity. Oh so my I, word, yes, yes, th yes. This is our purpose. And this yeah. is the part that will get Mecca. You know, I run a big company, tens of millions of dollars, 40 yes. countries, we're, we're everywhere, right? Big presence. And you would think I need to be in my office taking really important phone calls. I don't do any of that. I don't have an office. I'm always on the shop floor walking around, working with my people, supporting them with their work and their Kaizen activity. That is my role, end of subject.
Wow. Okay. Fantastic. So then Fantastic. I'm walking around and I cut up this one guy named Nick. He runs our injection molding machine. Okay. And I go up to Nick and I say, Nick, uh, did you make an improvement today? He goes, nope. And I say, uh, because I wanted everyone to make a small improvement. It wasn't a two second improvement, just a small improvement. Sure. And, and I said, Nick, you mean there's nothing to fix? Everything's perfect. Nothing bugs me. He goes, well, everything's pretty good. And I said, well, what about what about uh, the injection molding? Everything runs fine. Injection molding goes well. Now that I think about it, there is one thing that bothers me. When I change the molds out, when I swap from one mold to another, uh -huh. I've got to stick my head inside the machine uh -huh. to look at the level to make sure the the mold is level before I bolt it on. And I don't like it's awkward sticking my head inside the machine. Yes. And I said, yes. hmm, well, show me what you have to do. So he put the level there. We ran, we kind of running an experiment here. Yeah. Put the level there. And then I put my head inside to feel it. You got to yes. feel what your people are feeling. I oh. went to the Gemba. Yes. I didn't yes. analyze it based on a phone call or based on a drawing or anything like that. Oh. I felt what it felt like, oh, that is awkward. I wouldn't want to do that. Right. Yes. And yes. then I said, so how can we fix that? How can we make it so you didn't have to get inside that machine? And he goes, well, I don't know. And I said, sure, there must be some way, Nick. And he goes, well, maybe we could put a mirror on there so I don't have to, don't have to bend inside. And I said, well, <laughs> go get a mirror. We had a plastic mirror in our point of purchase display area. Got a plastic mirror. And I, he held it up there. He goes, yeah, I can see it now. I said, well, how are we going to hold that on there? He goes, I don't know. I go, well, what about hot glue? And he goes, well, maybe. I go, go get the hot glue gun the hot glue gun on there, glued it on at an angle, and then we looked at it, but it was a little floppy still. So okay. I said, we need to support that with a gusset. Get a popsicle stick. We ran over to the, to the injection, we ran over to the point of purchase displayer. They had popsicle sticks, popsicle sticks for mixing the hot, uh, epoxy glue. Yes, we yes. Hot glued and a popsicle yep. stick on. There's a video online on this. It's called <laughs> injection molding. And this is the exact, we, we documented the whole thing. Awesome. And so then we put the popsicle stick on. And then when he put the level on there, he could see the, the vial without even having to move inside the machine. And he could just adjust it and then bolt it all down. And I go, Nick, isn't that cool? And he goes, that's really cool. Wow. Yeah. And I go, Nick, that's all I want you to do. I want you to make one improvement that just saves you two seconds a day. Yes, the seconds yes. of bending inside and coming outside. That's all. I want it to be the smallest improvement. I don't care what it is, just a small. And that's how two second lean came about. That's oh, simple. fantastic. Concept. Absolutely fantastic. Fantastic story. Thank you for sharing that. And I think one of the key pieces, one of the key things that you just said here not two minutes ago which is so vital for leadership. Okay, so what do leadership, what do I need to start? What can I do? Where, what's the power of two seconds? And the number one right. thing that I think that stands out in that story is your position as a CEO, as the senior whatever, director, manager, whatever of the area, you're the senior person of, of, the, of the area or the organization, that you didn't just take in the complaints. Yeah, I, oh, I understand that this is going wrong or something. More, the, the vital step is you took that two seconds to make the decision to say, show me, show me. Okay, take me to where your right. problem is. Okay, so again, you're not in the offices, you're not in a meeting, you're not just mm -hmm. looking at a number on a report from something that happened yesterday. You, right there, if you're looking for a two-second improvement, change, make a different decision. A decision that says, go to Gemba. And, get, and if Gemba's a new word for any listeners out there, Gemba, the actual place where the work occurs, the most, the most right. sacred space right. in a workplace, according from, from Mr. Amai, Masaki Amai, who wrote the book Gemba Kaizen, it is the place that leadership and workers go to look 
where the problems are, wherever they are. This could be in an office environment, this could be in a customer service counter, it could be on a shop floor, anywhere. But taking that time to say, show me, and then diving into it, what could we do? What might we do? Right. In an effort to save two seconds or more, you don't know. But the, the whole point is, is that you want to get out there. Make the, make yourself making yourself available is number one, right? Wouldn't you say that? Right. That, that's true. Well, Absolutely. You you said the most sacred word is Gemba. It is one of the most sacred words in all of lean thinkers yes. vocabulary. It is always Gemba, 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 Gemba. Yes. So I just want to repeat, Christian, what we've done so far. We've talked yes. about first of all, Akata. What's your routine? Yes. The idea of discovering people yes. in a constant discovery mode. We saw that with Nick and me when we did the Gemba walk, right? Yes. And then we took action. And where did we take action? We took action at the Gemba. Yes, exactly. And these are four important, important concepts that we've covered just in the first 10 minutes. Right. And then, and then the next step is a great, powerful story to get to this Gemba thing. A good friend of mine that I work with in, in uh, Japan, yes. Mr. Amasawa, former vice president of Lexus, a very close friend of mine. We, we, we teach in Japan together. Nice. Oh, and wow. He, nice. He tells me a wonderful story. He tells a wonderful story to all my students that are there. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, he was had his feet up on the desk when he first became a, the, the plant manager at one of the Toyota plants, right? And, and his boss walked into him and said and kicked him in the chair and said get out on the gemba yes. so as leaders we want to be in our nice insulated office with our mm -hmm. feet up reading reports yep. reading reports and mr amazal tells me don't go and see with your eyes mm -hmm. mr amazal tells me don't go and see with your eyes go and see with your feet <laughs> Don't look at yesterday's news. That's all water under the bridge. Those are all, 90% of them are lag metrics anyway, right? That's what we're getting in the reports. What's going on now, today? Right. What can we do in advance? What can we take to any of the opportunities out there to remove waste or non-essential work? Right. What, sort of, what sort of efforts can we employ as a team led mm. by curious leaders, curious managers who aren't available once in a while Right. Continuously, right? We're talking continuous. I don't know why this is still such a, a wall for so many organizations to scale, but there's far too many managers that are still surprised by the commitments, what it means to have a continuous improvement system in place. Well, you want me to answer that question? Why yes, so please. Please do. Yeah, yeah. Your perspective. A three-letter word. Uh-oh. E e ego. Ooh. Okay. See, man managers have to have all the answers. They're the smart ones. That's why they're managers. Right. A lean thinker and a leader in a lean organization is just the opposite. They don't have all the answers and they have this deep and abiding respect in their workers. And so they rely on their workers yes. because they know the work better than them to come up with the answers. But in order to do that, you have to check your ego. Yes. I'll give you an example. Let me tell you exactly what just happened to me right okay. now. Yeah, great. So I was just in my facility just before I, I'm, I'm at home right now doing the yep. conference with you, but yep. I was just in my facility, of course, on the Gemba. I was in the engineering department and Adam, I'm going to send this video to you because I want you to hear this. I was in the <laughs> engineering department. We were, we were designing this handle thing for a, one of our, 
one of our customers for our best fence system. Yes. And uh, the idea came from him, from the Gemba. He's the worker. So the idea came from him, uh, but he was not happy with our solution. He okay. was not happy with our solution. Love it. Love so it. Tyler and I are, are doing drawings on the board mm -hmm. and we're playing with it on the floor and we're mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to attach this handle and everything. And Adam walks by, looks what we're doing and says, why don't you just use a clevis pen? And we've designed this big complicated mechanism for quick release and all this. Stuff. And he goes, why don't you use a clevis pen? And I turned to Adam and I said, well, we're going to use ball detents. And Adam looks at me and he goes, yeah, that's a good idea. Well, you could use ball detents too. And kept walking. <laughs> Very humble, right? Yes, and yes. So I kept drawing on the board, drawing on the board. And all of a sudden we go, you know what? Adam's idea is much more elegant than ours. And we're wrong. It oh. is the best I ran immediately out of the engineering, which is right over the yeah. wood shop. Because that's where I, I said, Adam, you're a genius. The clevest man I did. That solved all the problems, made a much simpler thing. This yes. is to admit they're wrong, to admit they don't have the yes. best idea, and then tell the people in front of everyone, your idea was better than mine. Yeah. And, and, and oh, that, that is such gold. That is such gold. Fantastic story there again. And it which should be giving us... Uh, confidence and inspiration, it should give us some sense of that. There is humility with this, right? Because we don't know all the answers. If we're really Scott honest, just plain honest, we'd say right. our situation today, amidst all this chaos in the world, right. or normally, normal, even before this, there's, we didn't have all the answers. Because if That's we right. did, we'd have a lot better performance, consistent performance Absolutely. across the board, Absolutely. and we don't. Every organization on the planet's got challenges with performance, safety, quality, delivery costs, you name it. Senior managers, if they were so great, would have those things solved already, but they're not. So what's because the answer? Not, the answer is they're not deploying all the valuable exactly. resources. Exactly. Everyone's got these great, just like Adam had a great idea. Everybody's got great ideas. And yes. you know, it's funny you would say that too, because um, as I went around my facility this morning, everybody was coming up to me with all their ideas, show me all their stuff. And I was like, yes. Oh my gosh, this is incredible because yes. everybody is in the discovery mode. Our routine is to always be in the discovery mode. Exactly. This is the theme of this talk today. We are the routine of discovery. Mm -hmm. You don't know what's out there. Stop and consider just a moment for wherever, wherever the listeners are. How many people are in your organization? Just think about total headcount. And then from there, Ask another harder question, how many people right now, whether uh, it doesn't matter if you're, if you're up back fully online or you're partially online or, or whatever it is, how many people right now are working on improving some part of the process? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anything. What's that ratio? And then say, what is it normally? Right. Okay, and, then for, and, then, and then from that, from that number, what's the frequency? Right. And suddenly you start to see this massive chasm. Then we start to see leaderships that have Hoover Dam behind them, right? With talent, right. with oh, answers, yeah, yeah, with yeah, solutions. Yeah, yeah. But they're having they're using a spigot to open up Hoover Dam. It's not crazy. enough. It's so, crazy. Listen, let's look at what just happened to us before we started this podcast. Yes. Yes. What did I do? We were going oh. into I'm <laughs> trying to get a better uh, recording system. We yes. spent 15 minutes from the time I got online trying yes. to find a better way. And you know what, Christian? It failed. Yes. What, what I did, I didn't work what I want to do, but I nope. still learned. But exactly. we were in the discovery mode right here. I just kind of did it right in front of you. Yes. Everything needs to be improved. Absolutely. Let's learn. Yeah, absolutely. So two seconds. If you were going to give some sage advice, some carry out advice to leaders and managers, you know, maybe they're in a manufacturing site, maybe they're in a non-manufacturing. Okay. 
what, what kind of things can we activate them with? What's gonna populate their headspace just a bit so when they do get back to work, they have a place that they can start with, right? Because it's gonna go back and either it's gonna be, you know, it's a start or in startup mode or it's, or it's a tomb. They, they haven't quite figured out what they're gonna do yet. Where can we start? How can we leverage two seconds and the value of that? Where can we, where can we, get, where can we get rolling with that? What do you well, think? This is, what I, this is the advice I give to everyone. Okay. And it's, it's just two simple steps in reality. All right. Everyone, the first thing you do before you ever work is you must 3S your facility. Aha. 5S, sweep, sort, and standardize. Get rid of all the crap all over the place, number mm -hmm. one. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, sweep, uh, clean everything. Yes. And then if you see a problem, create a new standard for how you're going to deal with that problem, how you're going to organize that tool, organize that resource, whatever it is. Sweep, sort, and standardize. This okay. is the next step. Only do it for five or 10 minutes. Fast cap, we okay. do it for a half hour. That's okay. our routine. We have a very mature culture. We can sure. handle doing that for sure. a half hour. Right, right. Okay. But the key here, Christian, mm -hmm. is that you do it every day and never miss. You never make an excuse for not doing it. You are never too busy. The reason you're too busy is because you're not doing it. Right. You're not taking the time to solve problems. What is the purpose between for 3Sing? Is it sweep, sort, and standardize? Is that the purpose? No. It is not. No. It is to find problems. Yes. We are doing this so we can discover, this is our routine yes. of discovering problems. Right. We are problem oriented. We are not strength oriented. Our company is not, we don't say, oh, I'm a good public speaker. No, but what's your weakness? Yeah. You don't shut up and let other people talk, <laughs> right? We're weakness oriented. Yes, yes. So our kata is to discover our weaknesses. Yes. This is how you do it. And then the next thing you meet as a team, we meet for a half hour every day. We have a history lesson. Don't do any of that. Just meet, talk about your problems, view of your improvements, go to work, but never miss. So 10 minutes of 3Sing, 10 minutes of a morning meet, and yes. never miss. Not an yes. hour like fast cap, not an hour and a half like fast cap. That happens as you mature your culture. Great but point, yes. Consistency and doing it and never miss. Create a habit. That's it, that's it. A Create habit a of habit. discovery. Yes, yes. On the Gemba. These are the concepts that we talked about on this podcast. Yes. Right? A habit, yep. discovery on the Gemba. Yes. Weakness oriented. Yes. Start small. Don't look for the one hour improvements. Don't start looking to do changeover from 38 minutes down to 10. Can you shave off? It will be. And it'll be very disappointing and demotivating. Mm -hmm. Start small. Like anything in this world. Most right. things that people do, regardless of what it is, if it's, a, if it's a hobby, if it's an interest, if it's work, when we do things for the very first time, expectations should be low. We either succeed or we right, learn. Right, we right, talked right, about right. that in one of our right. previous podcasts. Learn from it. Learn slowly. Take in what you can. Start with the two seconds. Mm -hmm. Absorb that. If you can hold the gain on it, make it sustainable, make yeah. it a new standard, yeah. Suddenly you get regained two more seconds and two more and two more. And suddenly you've got 10 minutes and an hour and a day. And suddenly then now you've got some real measurable uh, performance improvements related to overall time and what we it. do in our day. And that's the key piece. That's why there's huge power in two seconds, starting with the decision, starting with the discovery, starting with a conversation, yeah. with encouraging your employees to become active. Mm -hmm. to power up everyone. 
You know, going on to your two second thing, just one last comment sure, here. Sure, yes. So I, I was, I tell this story and actually the video's online if anybody ever wants to watch it, but Richio Shingo, the son of Shigeo Shingo is a yes. very good friend of mine. He's the former president of Toyota China. Okay. And I was in Japan with him and we were driving down the road and he was lecturing on the, on the bus. And it's a great video if you haven't seen this video. And anyways, and I said, Richio, if I was on a park bench and I met you in a park and you're out there watching your grandchildren and I sit down on the park bench and we strike up a conversation and I go, hi, my name's Paul Akers. And you say, I'm Richio Shingo. And I said, Richio, what do you do? Richio-san, what do you do? And he goes, well, I'm the president of Toyota China. And I say, wow, that, that's really interesting. So what exactly makes Toyota so special? And he goes, oh, well, Kaizen. Mm -hmm. Kaizen makes us special. Sure. And he goes, and, and I ask you, what is the Toyota production system? I know nothing. You know everything. But you got to give me a simple answer, yeah. Richio. Because yeah. I know nothing. I'm just sitting on a park bench. I never know anything <laughs> about anything, right? What is the Toyota production? And he goes, ah, you know nothing. And I know everything. And I, you want me to tell you what the Toyota production system is. The Toyota production system is... The accumulation of small ideas from everyone. Period. End of subject. That's it. It's, it's a one-page book. The accumulation of small ideas collected from everyone, from everyone through, all the, through all the steps that we just talked about. One Access, of the greatest quotes. Discovery, the greatest quotes it's, fantastic. it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And he wanted to go on, and I said, no, 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 don't go on. Don't say anything else. That's it. That was it. It's the accumulation of small ideas from everyone. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. That could be printed on a t-shirt, on a hat, on a button, it gives, it gives, everywhere. That gives, gives me chills. It does. It everyone does. Everyone wants to know what lean is? That's it. Thank you, oh, Richio. Thank yes. you, Richio. Oh, my word. Paul, you are a lean maniac. Thank oh, you am. so much for sharing a bit of your stories and your insights here today. Thank you for sharing us your views on the power of two seconds. I learned oh. it from everyone else, Christian. It isn't anything to do with me. Oh. I learned everything from everyone else. I just happen to like to talk about it because I'm passionate about oh. the effects, the effects, yes. what I feel has happened to my life, my yes. company, and the way I think. I'm passionate because I feel yes. the effects of these small improvements of everyone. And you will never get passionate like me until you feel yes. the effects. George Washington, one of the, my favorite quotes of all time, is people will not be able to believe in democracy and the republic that we've established for them until they feel the yes. benefits of it. Oh, what sage advice. Oh, fantastic. Thank you, Paul, for joining us here today. Thank you so much for sharing that. My pleasure. Paul, we can find, you can find access more to Paul Aker's uh, materials, the, all of his lean concepts, his lean energy that he shares with this world. You can find him again on YouTube by uh, putting in simply his name, Paul Akers, A-K-E-R-S, mm -hmm. going to uh, fastcap.com to learn more about his company, which takes you to a whole variety of other links and other- Tons and of videos, everything. Thousands of videos, to your point, of all things that they have done as part of their journey. 
Again, right. an inspiring place to go. Christian, can I tell yes. you one thing that's real important for your listeners? Sure. We just launched a new app called Two Second Lean Play. Do you know about oh, that? No, I don't. Tell us. Oh my gosh, it's it's incredible. So okay. if you want to find out about what we do, yes. go to the App Store or Google yep. Play. Okay. Type in the digit two second lean play. It'll come up instantly. It's all my all five of my audiobooks in an audible app for okay. free. Whoa! Plus, plus Henry Forge book today and tomorrow, plus the Toyota Handbook by Taichiono. Yes. All, I had it all recorded professionally. It's done at the highest level. You don't have to spend a dime. It's designed for the Gamba people. You can download it today. We don't want anything from you. Just take it and run. Oh my word! Gifts. Even when we weren't looking for gifts to get gifts, so you don't know what you find until you spend a little bit of time looking around. Got it right here. Thank you, Paul, for sharing that so much. My pleasure. Absolutely. In closing for today, may you develop, practice, and use your abilities to distinguish the essential from the non-essential, the value add from the non-value add, looking for the opportunities. May you start small with improvements, being patient with yourself and with the, the folks that you work with, that you find and look for sustainable gains joint solutions. You craft the solutions together. And may you be filled with the spirit of Kaizen. Amen. If you'd like to comment on this podcast or any others, we'd love to hear from you at Optima. You're welcome to reach out to us at opticast at optimanow.com.